Episode 24. On today's show, the ladies have their first guest who shares a scandalous tale from a Christian camp. Also, Kim Jong-il's bathroom habits are evaluated and Simone blows Stephanie's mind by introducing her to a new artist named Picasso. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong okay. I uh, just got home from work. Uh, shortly before I left, I had uh, a customer call. Well, see, we have a, an 800 number and we get a lot of wrong numbers for a company that sells really ugly clothes and, <laughs> and items for old people. So, <laughs> Who is it? Is it like Lillian Vernon or something? No, it's called Hayband. H-A-B-A-N-D. So uh-huh. our, our number is one <laughs> digit off from theirs. So we get all these wrong numbers. But because all the customers are old, there's just lots of, huh? Is this Hayband? No. Oh, and, awesome. and, they, and I tell them it's not and they can't understand me. So today I had a new one. I actually wrote a whole blog post about, about what had happened today at the time of that writing. But what happened today was I said, I, I said, thank you for calling. How may I direct your call? And she's like, I'm sorry. Can I have someone who speaks English? Oh, she did not say she that. She did. <laughs> and I said, I speak English. <laughs> And she said, no, I need someone who speaks better English. <gasps> oh, my God. That's like the Holy Grail. Oh, my and gosh. I, I just forgave her because she was old and also Southern. Oh, she was? What state was she calling from? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. But I just oh, I could just tell from her accent. But all I had to do was speak up. And then she understood everything I said. Gosh. So it's like she's going deaf. But she's not blaming it on her her own deafness. She's blaming it on other people and accusing them of not speaking English. <laughs> That's what like. I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than take on my own shame, I like to project it. Yeah, yeah. That's on a, people that's who can't speak English. It's especially. very common these days. Oh, there's this picture I was just talking with someone about. It's like three huge fat ladies that are wearing these t-shirts that say, you're in America now, speak English. And they all have fanny packs on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna put it on the site. <laughs> Please do. Well, maybe not. Uh, I, was t- I was telling my friend, I'm like, if you had to, which one? He's like, suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he took that option. It sounds like the best option. Much subscribed. Um, now, wasn't. last week we recorded a, a, an emergency donkini just a bit, which was in the last episode, and we also recorded the story uh, that David had been longing to tell me for some time. So uh, here it is, uh, David's uh, important story. So Simone, David has this amazing story from the girls that he went to college youth group with at church. Uh-huh. And um, there were like this, this particular group of really, really prissy girls, and uh-huh. um, they went out into the woods for some kind of church retreat thing. And David's friends decided to play a prank on them, but it went really, really, really wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and I, I would love to tell it to you, but only he can do it justice. So I okay. um, have called him in to actually tell you the story, and I think you're gonna like it. So here's Davy. 
I can only do this story justice well. Now that the bar for expectations has been set high. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, these, screw it up. these were uh, these were girls that I had gone to youth group with, and so they had some cabin out in the woods, the deep dark woods. That they were going to go do some special girls retreat out in the woods, right? And so, uh, because they went out, then the guys were like, "What? Why not play a prank on them?" It was like the perfect setup, you know. Let's follow them out into the woods and do something horrible to them. So. Uh, <laughs> So these guys, they uh, they dressed all in black and they got ski masks and they they got a bunch of stuff that they thought would spook the girls, you know, like mm-hmm. th- to make noise with outside of this cabin. And they got, I know they got at least one mounted deer head off a wall. <laughs> so they. They drove the miles out to this this deep dark cabin in the woods and. Uh, and so it was like the middle of the night and these guys started making noises outside around this cabin and doing things like running at towards the cabin holding up the mounted deer head all dressed all in black and jumping with it in front of the windows so understandably the girls started to freak out like beyond all measure because not only did they not know what was going on but they were out there all alone and there was no cell phone reception out there uh-huh. so they were totally freaked out they totally didn't know what to do and you you know, these the guys were like banging on the front door really hard and like it was totally freaking them out, the girls. So they Well it was just like a dude that big black dude was wearing a ski mask. Okay, and he see, just bang, 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 bang on the yeah. kitchen door. Oh yeah. ski masks are so terrifying. It was totally it was totally marauders that were invading. So the, these girls they uh they decided that they would get in the middle of the cabin and circle up and pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had this impromptu prayer session, and, and I mean, it was like the most heartfelt, deep, like, they were worried, they were fearing for their lives, you know, as, the, as these noises were happening outside and people were trying to break in, <laughs> or so they thought. So, and this story is confirmed by people who are actually there in the prayer circle who came back later and told this story. Wow. There was this one girl, and her name was Renee, and the prayer that she offered up was, Dear God, please let them not kill us, only rape us. (laughs) What is... Oh, fuck. (laughs) Only rape us. Only rape. Wow. It sounds like she was, like, praying for some God-sanctioned intercourse. <laughs> anyway, she could get it. Just only non-consensual intercourse, please. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And so this other girl that reported back from the prayer circle, did she think that was weird? Yes. I mean, how okay. could she not? Yes. Well, because they were also cool, scared. Right? Maybe that sounded right. like a welcome but relief. But, but everyone just, knew that this girl was a little off her That's just how weird it was, is that the people who were in the prayer circle totally on the same page with the idea of, like, praying to God Almighty for rescue. Yeah. Well, at the same time, came away going, uh, that was a little strange. <laughs> it was that jarring that it brought them back from, wait a minute, that's still not okay. Right. Wow, that's an incredible story. Did the guys from outside hear them say that? No, no. It was just, and so, no. like, 
what ended up happening is that the girls ended up getting a hold of the police somehow and police came out and the guys got in trouble and then the guys were mad at the girls for calling the police on that and this whole thing shook out where I like how the guys were actually mad at the girls for calling the police did everything that they could to make those girls think that they were going to kill that <laughs> How dare you go with That's an so act of terrorism. The, I know. Yeah, the follow-up is that is that we'd heard this story from the guys, and we were at dinner with some friends, and Stephanie brought up the story like, oh, isn't this a crazy story that this guy participated in? Uh-oh. And the problem was that one of the people at the dinner table was uh, a girl who had been in the cabin <gasps> who hadn't been talking to this guy you know, because of this whole story and how the girls were mad at the guys and all this stuff, so it awakened this turmoil in the middle of dinner. Oh, yeah. shit. And I was like, like they le- they both left the room, and I was like, <gasps> I'm so sorry, you guys. And the- everyone goes, no, it needed to happen. They needed to talk. It's good. <laughs> 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 so they had this long, like, intense conversation That's for a insane. long time, and we're all sitting in there for about half an hour. Wow. <sighs> Well, thank you, David, for sharing. Welcome, many times. What a story, Mark. <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> I pretty much say that if you're a fan of The Room, you should know that quote uh, when uh, when Mark tells his story about his girlfriend to uh, to Johnny. He says, what a story, Mark. And I can't listen to any story pretty much without saying, what a story, yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't hold back from our rooming gym. each other on here. I know, I we should. We should just room each other with abandon and then the listeners will have to just get familiar with yes. that movie if they want to know what That's we're talking right. about. That's right, they'll have to do their homework. Mm-hmm. Their room homework. To be decent Dongtini listeners. That's right. <laughs> now... There's been a lot of talk about this, and I don't really know what's going on with the guy. And I understand you wrote a blog post about it a long time ago. But I've had a long irritation with people using God in sports. And lately, Tim Tebow has been the center of attention with his with his Jesus worship. Can you tell me about that? Because I don't really oh, understand it. Yeah, I, I only know about him because David's into football and... Just a couple years ago, he, I guess he's like this, he was a crazy good college football player and he would, uh, you know, wear um, bio, his eye black, you know, that black stuff under their eyes. I'm such a oh, girl yeah. talking about this. <laughs> you know, in that football game, how they have this black makeup under their eyes. Um, he would put <laughs> Bible verses on his eye black. Oh. And so he was, it was so typical because he grew up homeschooled (laughs) to missionary parents. And this is like just what he had to do is be this like totally evangelical Christian go, I have this gift for playing really excellent sports. And so I'm going to use my gift to the glory of God and I'm going to evangelize the people. And so he brings up God like every second he possibly can in any interview and, you know, even has it on his face. So now he's in whatever professionally, I don't know who he plays for. Um, I forget. I know. I do know he played last night. But anyway, <laughs> they they have some professional, you know, NFL rule where you can't put, you can't proselytize with your costume or your your, your uniform. Not really? Your <laughs> yeah. So he can't wear those verses on his eye black anymore, which I think is wow. kind of hilarious. But <clears throat> he's such a big deal in Christian culture, and I. You know, I just remember being there, you know, in all that, and football's the biggest deal in the South, and if it was a Christian football player who's, like, especially a winning quarterback, 
Like that uh-huh. is who every girl wants to marry, you know. So, Ugh. so God. he has all these fan pages. If you want to look on Facebook, it's like, you know, girls who want a godly man like Tim Debo. <laughs> Gross. But it's more gross than just just the football look in general. Is just this the the whole thing of God taking the time out to make sure he makes touchdowns or whatever it is he does. You know, I really <laughs> hate when people do something like they make they make a home run, or they get a home run, or they reach first base. I think Albert Pujols, uh, formerly of the Cardinals, now of the Angels, every time he gets to first base, he like tap his chest and point at the sky. I'm like, uh. God didn't do that. They all love to do that. I know. And when they win Grammys, like, they have to bring God into it. I know. It's so, to me, it's so fucking narcissistic. With everything going on in the world, you think God is like, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to give you that. Yeah. You know, fuck the starving children. Fuck all the people whose homes are being foreclosed. You needed that Grammy. Right, right. God, that's funny because that's exactly. That's totally what Aaron was saying when we recorded the Grapes of Rad thing the other day. He talked about that for a little while. But um, Oh, he did? Yeah, just how annoying that it, you know, like you said, narcissistic. Like, they think that they're being really like, yeah, look at me, how God would deign to come to me and give me this, you know, do this awesome thing for me. I'm sharing it with all of you or something. And th- yeah. they, think, they think it's the opposite of narcissistic. You get that a lot with plane crash survivors, too, that God yeah. saved, spared them that day. It's like, oh, so God forsook the other people it's right. so obnoxious and this past season of survivor has been jesus central they've no just been way, in prayer really? circles this, yeah this one tribe was in prayer circles all the time oh, they man. would pray before immunity challenge and then when they won they were all like yeah god gave us this and this other guy won individual immunity god did this oh and then when things were going down they were like there was a the tribe was you know turning on each other and they were deciding who to vote for one of them saying, God told me to, right. to vote this way. I prayed and God told me. It's like, oh shit, God's really getting into this, this season of Survivor. But then the other guy who wasn't sure what he was going to do, he just said, okay, leave it with me. I'm going to pray on it. And we yeah. didn't know what he was going to do. And then he said, I prayed on it and I saw a name. And, oh, and man. that's what I'm going to do. And the name he had was for the guy who said that God told him what to do. <laughs> oh, my like, word. What is happening? Like God is canceling himself like, out. I mean, it, it, it just clearly tells me these people really believe that God said something to them, but he can't mm-hmm. be saying those conflicting things to them. Yeah, that's that's the problem is if it's so sacred and, and such a big deal to you, then why are you talking about it? Like, I, you know, like... <laughs> It's just such, if that's, if God came down and told me something, you know, I don't go around saying that, you know, I don't say God told me to tell you, you know. Yeah. It's just, it seems like it cheapens it by then, like, yeah, and it's also an excuse, like, I'm not making this decision, God's doing it. <laughs> well, yeah. So if but- I, if I make a decision that ends up in our team, you know, having to send someone to elimination, then, well, it's God's doing, it's not me. It's like, it just seems like so, um, um not taking responsibility in the most smug way so oh exactly exactly i just but i'm curious that when somebody so both of those guys really thought that god had spoken to them yet Mm -hmm. the outcome was conflicting (laughs) do do people like that come back and say oh 
Hmm, well, I thought God spoke to me, and then he went and did that. I know, Maybe right? God didn't really spoke to me, and I just kind of projected that because I want to think that God's speaking to me. Do people come to that, or do they just find some know. other way to, to, to tell themselves that, oh, that didn't, some way that, they, that it would make sense to them, that I, they can keep going? Yeah, they deal with it in all kinds of ways. I mean, I think that's, I mean, there's so much mental illness in the church. <laughs> there's so much yeah. out, outside <laughs> of it. There's so much drug use. There's all this. So I, I don't know what they do, but it makes me think of that Harold Camping guy. Was that his name who predicted the rapture would come in May and oh, then again in yeah. October? Like, I want to know what those people are doing right I now. I know. God's been fucking with him for years. He just sure gives him has. date after date and then laughing his ass off when he changes his mind. Yeah. I would be so, so mad at God if I were Harold Camping. <laughs> yeah. He's been pulling his chain for so long. <laughs> <laughs> he sure has. That God... That God, but uh, so on the subject of God, uh, we'll plug again. Stephanie uh, recently appeared on the Grapes of Rad podcast, so that's going to be airing shortly. If it's oh, that'll have aired before this one comes out, so yeah, so go to grapesofrad.com. Yeah, listen to Stephanie uh, on Grapes of Rad speaking about religion. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah, it was fun because Dave Bazam was the other guest person on there, and uh, we were drinking the entire time, and we recorded for four hours. Nice. We could have kept going, but both our phones are blowing up, and they're like, you know, my husband and his wife are like, come on, you have to get the kids, and so we had to go. <laughs> um, I think that there's going to be at least like three and a half hours that they're going to put in, and they're they're splitting it up into two because it's so freaking long, and I don't know if anyone will yeah. be listening to it by the end, but it was really fun to talk about that stuff. Yeah. Dave is on is, is such a sweetheart, so. Cool. Well, I look forward to hearing it. So. Yeah. Now, big news from the past week is that Kim Jong-il died. And Stephanie, you found did. a wonderful article. Tell, tell, tell our listeners the the amazing fact. Oh, yeah, that was on Kim Gawker Jong-un. or Reddit or something where they had... It was Gawker. Was it Gawker? Where yes. um, they had lots of facts that were being purported by North Korea, of course, to all the people about Kim Jong-il. And the only one I remember off the top of my head is that they said in all the textbooks that Kim Jong-il does not produce urine or feces. <laughs> that is so insane! <laughs> I just Fucking watched nuts. the biggest... This really long Vice. I don't like the website Vice that much because they're they're just kind of douchey. But this was a really, really, really good documentary thing that they did a few years ago. They sent someone. Oh, those Vice documentaries are really good. I saw that one about Liberia. Oh, you did. Oh, you, that's right. You talked about that a long time ago. I need to see yeah, that because yeah. this one was on North Korea and I freaking loved it. Like they, it was so good. And so we should post a link to it. But um, just just the way that these people are mechanized and that I'm like do that and then they showed them freaking out after he died and they're pound did you see any clips of that where they're pounding the concrete you know and just but going, do you know Whoa. what I heard that what? last time the 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 great leader died the people who didn't show enough grief didn't cry for the yeah. leader were punished oh I so, believe it so so all that wailing I, I I I can't even tell how much of it is authentic because they're going to be in trouble if they're not seriously upset that he died. Wow, that makes but, so much sense because I'm like, they're so faking. Like, why do they? Why do they feel like they need? They need to fake. <laughs> so that's hard. why. That's why they're going to be in deep fucking oh, shit. Wow. If they don't. If they don't get some tears out. 
But uh, but the state textbooks claiming that Kim Jong Il does not produce urinal feces. How is that possible in this day and age that anyone could believe a thing like that? I just you know there's got to be a lot of cog- cognitive dissonance going on. <laughs> I mean it just reminds me of of religion. Like here, believe this or be scared or we're gonna hurt you. You know, so yeah. people are like, okay, I, mean, I guess I'll believe it, but they don't deep down if they're yeah. You know, that's you know, like the smart. modern day virgin birth how do you think of the virgin birth do you just think like oh that totally happened or do you think i don't know yeah. i'm like i'm like i have no idea and but it's something that i haven't written off but i'm also like what the fuck you know <laughs> so yeah it's something that i think about and and yeah so i think as long as i can kind of hold it loosely and and kind of look at it and just really objectively and say and go and this is one of the parts of the bible where i don't resonate i have a lot of dissonance with it and you know yeah. there's lots of parts like that so because wouldn't it make I, sense for a young unmarried girl just to like make some shit up oh to yeah get out of it don't girls in the south do that shit all the time just <sighs> make shit up to cover their <laughs> there was um this guy <laughs> i know right there's this guy i went to church camp with who he was a, another preacher's kid and he got his girlfriend pregnant and he told everyone that they were in the hot tub together that was all they weren't even touching <laughs> and that's how she got pregnant <laughs> that's amazing did anybody believe it Oh no. <laughs> oh. See? That's just it. It's oh no. That's how I feel about, they about should be able to do the that Immaculate Conception. Freaking... I'm like, oh no. That didn't I know. I know. And the, but, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but yeah, doo doo feces. Oh, will you say that line again? And there was uh, doo doo feces all over the wall and the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. <laughs> and Jackson says there was more. One time I asked to use the restroom. Once I went in the restroom, they locked me in there for like 45 minutes. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. That is from when Michael Jackson was arrested <laughs> for child molestation charges. And you, his feelings were very hurt that he had to be put in the filthy jail. Yeah, and apparently he lied to that thing scrubbed clean every day and he just made it up for people to feel sorry about him. <laughs> and the other big news of the week is that Christopher Hitchens died. Gosh, Stephanie, tell me what Christian culture's been saying about that. Oh, well, they were a little bit smug about it. Um, a little I bit. Decided, <laughs> I, this is, yeah, I immediately, you know, I was kind of proud of myself because as soon as he died, I said, you know, that sucks because I actually like him and he's funny and he's, he's not... Um, all super angry and like Richard Dawkins, you know, but um, anyway, so I was like, I was like, let's see what all the people are going to be tweeting because I bet you they're going to say he's a former atheist now. So I searched on Twitter for former atheist and Hitchens. All these tweets came up where they're like, well, you know, Christopher Hitchens um, was a blasphemer all his life and now he met his maker and he's a former atheist right now. Like, I just kept retweeting them on my stuff christian culture so like twitter account so fucking obnoxious it was one of them that really uh i think just the tone of it really grossed me out he said really? um christopher hitchens died today he now knows the truth about jesus just sadly too late oh. i was just just the smugness of he knows the truth about jesus just like <sighs> it's just a given and yeah it's too late oh, well. you know what's funny is one of my oh. friends who's who's a christian in portland he he tweeted at me he's like some of those are actually pretty gracious and so i retweeted oh. i was like how and david was like yeah see he just doesn't know like christian culture doesn't know how they come off they have no, no. idea they have no idea and so that's a big big problem because yeah 
Well, that's yeah. why that I had a real issue with people saying they're gonna pray for you, and Christians <sighs> don't understand how fucking rude that is. It's so rude. It's, it's like, so presumptive. Oh, it's just you don't like, believe in that? Well, okay, I'll just give you a little pat on the head, but don't worry, we're looking after you. It's just, it's a complete slap in the face to what they know is. about you. And if they wanna, I, I think it's, it's like if a guy comes up to you and says, "Oh, I masturbate thinking about you." It, you can think about. <laughs> It is totally the same thing. You can think and do whatever you like in the privacy of your own bedroom, but you don't need to tell the person that. You don't want some creepy guy you don't like telling you that he masturbates thinking about you. Similarly, you don't want some Christian telling you as an atheist that they're praying for you. It's like, in my spare time, I like to think of you and like that God is like looking after you and it's really hot. It's just <laughs> because I have a I have a direct line to God and you don't. And so we're going to try to bring you up to right. our level. <laughs> this is how it yeah. sounds to me too. It's so fucked. Uh. Yeah, but they have no clue, but I understand that they mean well, but I, I they I think there was a comment thread on one of your blogs about that and I really explained why it's obnoxious and and in a polite way, just matter of factly like this is why. Good. And one of your readers who thought they were doing a nice thing realized she's like, "Oh, I didn't realize it could come up off that way." So Oh, I think I remember that. That's so good. I love when yes. that happens. Yeah, so I didn't go about attacking them. I just thought Good. I realized they just didn't understand it. Yes. Yeah. Now I had a I had a Facebook watchdog. Okay. <laughs> do you know what else happens when I do that? I roll my eyes back into my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, even better. <laughs> so um, my Facebook watchdog comes from my friend Heather. Because I was complaining about Facebook, she's not really on there any, anymore. I talk to her mostly on Twitter and Google Plus, if anybody remembers that. So here's um, Heather's little uh, his blurb she sent to me in an email about I was complaining about uh, Facebook, and here's what she had to say. Speaking of hate and mistrust, Facebook is really at the top of my shit list right now. I recently became so furious that the only way to untag myself in 700 plus photos was to do it one at a time that I deactivated oh, no. my account. So she's deactivated her account, right? Mm. It doesn't even mean anything. The next time I go to Facebook.com and log in, or my browser automatically tries to log me in, it instantly reactivates, and it's as if I never left. They don't get rid of anything. And the screens when I was going through, the, through it were hilarious. It brought up a selection of pictures of me tagged with other people with captions below them like, you and Simone. Simone will miss you if you leave. Do you want to send Simone a message? It's a <laughs> Simone yeah. will miss you if you leave? Yeah, How do you want to send someone a message? For you? I know. Wow. I have other ways of communicating with her. I won't miss her. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, they, they, that's how sick they are. They just won't even let you go. You're like, yeah, I'm trying to leave. No. no it just smells a little North Korean. It does smell a little North Korean. And that's today's Facebook watchdog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now Stephanie, mm-hmm. Picasso. You didn't know about Picasso. No. Tell. Now, Picasso is spelled P-R-I-C-A-S-S-O. Picasso is an artist who paints with his dong. <gasps> How did I not know about this? You know what would be great so, is if he did um, like reprints of 
reenactments or whatever copies of Tom of Finland things with his dong. Oh my god, what a what a bonus. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, if you go to his website, it's Procasso.com, you can look at his uh, at the portrait gallery. And yeah, he draws portraits of people and you can see the people holding up the portraits of themselves. They're kind oh. of like when you're at a, you know, somebody does caricatures on the street. Mm-hmm. They're kind of of that of that quality. And, and the way he does it, he, he like dips his dong. I guess it's flaccid. I, initially, I thought it might be a hard cock that he was like swinging back and forth. But it's what? actually very detailed. No, I, well, when I just first saw the site and I didn't know what it was going to look like uh, or how he actually did it, that's what I imagined. But he dips his flaccid dong with his hand into paint and then uses his, the tip of his dong as a brush. So that's how he does it. I know, it's amazing. And on the site, you can see all the different stuff that he's done. And he's done uh, a portrait. There's a video of him doing it of George W. Bush. Oh, Oh. Oh my God. So great. Is it good? It's really good. You can totally tell it's him. It's amazing. So it's just so nice to see a picture of George W. Bush painted with a dick. I love it so much. (laughs) But it's funny because the people that are holding this, I think that they like got their hands on their, like people that got it got a live picture done from him they're holding it with their hands on either side of the canvas like pointing <laughs> outward and i guess it's probably because the paint is still wet but i like to think it's because it's like oh my god this his dong touched this and they're like trying not to touch it <laughs> i bet that's why it is yeah that's why <sighs> i wouldn't want to touch it I, yeah I'd like to have to use like oh. paper or something to not come in contact with it if I was handing it over to be framed. Yeah. <laughs> so does it? Where does he do this? Do people come by? Is he goes to like sex shows. Like he goes like sex shows, like sex expos. Oh. You know where they have sex toys and those kinds of things. So there, yeah, that's where he does it. Wow. So how does it? I would think that it wouldn't stay soft if he's like grabbing it and covering it in paint the whole time. <laughs> I know I'm sure it would impede his ability to, to do detailed work if it was all hard and rigid and not as pliable as he needs it to be. <laughs> so I wonder if that's in the FAQs. I wonder, yes, what do you do when your penis gets hard? <laughs> we'll have to check just that out. Hang out and wait. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video that um, I posted today of the guy who's the masturbation world champion? I just watched it just now. It was amazing. So amazing. They're just so casual. They're just sitting sitting back and and he's just joking off. sewing. She's like, I have my own hobby. I make dresses. (laughs) (laughs) And his record is nine hours and 58 minutes. I know. And she like starts the timer. Yeah. I use this app. She's like, okay, go. Oh my god. Things you can do with dongs. <laughs> <laughs> Stir martinis with them and then name a podcast after it. That's right. There's this Christian artist lady named Johnny Erickson and she was paralyzed in some in a diving accident and then she wrote a book and like Christian culture loved it and she's like paralyzed from the neck down and she her thing she does now is she draws like beautiful drawings of horses with her mouth like holding a pencil in her mouth and it's super amazing what she draws <laughs> but wow. it's kind of it's kind of funny now because you know I'm away from that and I'm like holy shit She's just drawing pictures of horses, you know, with her mouth and Christian culture. You know, she writes, she signs everyone with PTL, which stands for praise the Lord. Oh. I say praise her foot. I mean her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Praise his dong. 
praise his dong. Um, have you seen those elephant paintings? Oh yeah, that's those are that's so great. Nuts. We're getting one. We are getting an what? elephant painting. Yeah. Are you serious? Greg How knows a guy that like works with the trained elephants, and he's Whoa. doing a painting for us. Asked what colors we wanted to go with our apartment. We are getting an elephant painting. I'm Aww. so excited. It's so cute when they paint. I love it. They're they're genius elephants. They're so brilliant. Yeah, they, they, they just put a canvas in front of the elephant. Obviously, it's been trained, but it does this. It, this the one a video I saw, I drew an elephant and like put a flower in yeah. its trunk. Yes, and it was that's so detailed. <gasps> no. We'll have to put a link to it. It's so amazing. It is. So we have enough time to do a dongtacular vernacular. <laughs> so, Stephanie. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about the phrase egg on your face. Like, you know, he's really got egg on his face. What do you, mm-hmm. Where do you think that might have originated from? When did people ever have egg on their faces and why was that embarrassing? Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have no idea. It just sounds like something that a grandma would say and it's something I try not to think about. <laughs> really? Why, why does that idea of egg on one's face really gross you out? Do you think of a whole fried egg or do you just feel like someone having smeared egg from while they were eating breakfast? I think of someone who was like juggling eggs in front of a lot of people and one landed on his face. And then <laughs> that's what I always think of. Wow. See, that's such so different to what I thought. I just sort of yeah. picture a fried egg stuck to somebody's cheek. Oh. Yeah, that yeah. makes way less sense because, like, what's embarrassing about that? You're you... right. <laughs> it's just fucking weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. God. That's wow, funny. And you just... told me the other day that I had eggnog on my face, though. Oh, that's right, because it was festive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make it a festive. Equivalent. You're seasonal. <laughs> it's very seasonal. You have eggnog on your face. <laughs> so, listeners, please, if you'd like to share your visions of what egg on your face looks like, uh, please leave it in the comments. So on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out the website, dongtini.com, for any supplementary material for this episode. And you can also leave a comment there. Um, From the website, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, or listen on Stitcher Radio. Um, Also, we'd like to give a huge thanks to Dustin Marshall, who helped us out with the Dongtini sound, which is improved and will improve even more in the coming weeks. Thanks to Dustin. And uh, our closing song tonight will be... Tonight. I'm always giving a time of day to when the people are listening. (laughs) The closing song will be Press and Play, L.A., by Dustin Martian, which is Dustin's uh, project. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. Yay. He's so sweet. You're the breast. You're the breast. uh, Until next time. Bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone.
we try.